Hey, and welcome back to Sweet Talk. I'm your host, Andrea Brown of IamAndreaBrown.com. Look, Sweet Talk is a podcast in which I get to share with you my thoughts about the critically acclaimed drama, Queen Sugar. Today's episode covers season four, episode seven of the show, and man, some things really, some things popped off in this episode. I feel like we're getting to a point in the season where we're about to cap it off and so there's a lot of heightened drama and I'm so excited to like just jump in there and get chatting with you guys about it so let's go right now with my top three moments from the show let's start with number three so one of the things that I've been most excited about for Ralph Angel this season is seeing him develop into this sort of mentor for people who are coming out of being incarcerated. And he's done that brilliantly through his re-entry program at the farm. Now, this week, the police decided that they were going to pull up on him and arrest one of his lead workers named Benny. And Benny's been trying to do right. Last season, he had a few little hiccups, but he's been coming back and he's been doing what he's supposed to do. And he's been really a model for the program. Now, the police officers say that they found 20 bags of meth in his car and we're gonna pin him for intent to sell. Now, Ralph Angel knew that Benny wasn't doing any drugs. He wasn't trying to sell any drugs. So he figured that the cops planted these drugs in his car. And so they get into this altercation, a verbal one, him and the police officer, and the police officer calls him boy. And let me tell you something, it kind of gave me flashbacks, I would say. I mean, I hate seeing black men be diminished like that. So I know that it took a lot for Ralph Angel to suck that in and not get upset. Well. He called his girl Disa, and we know Disa, he and Disa have kind of been dating, if you will. But Disa is a lawyer, and Disa was able to get Benny out of jail. And I love watching Ralph Angel kind of pour into Benny after that situation, because that's really what we need. We need more black men encouraging each other. Not saying that black men don't do that already, but just saying that we really just need more black men just pouring into each other and encouraging each other. And I love that the writers of Queen Sugar were able to showcase that. But that really wasn't the end of the story because Disa came back and talked to Ralph Angel after hearing from her coworkers that there was gonna be an investigation into the reentry program. Of course, Ralph Angel got frustrated. He was like, man, they can't take this away from me. I don't want them to you know, do this. He revealed that he felt like the police officer tampered with his security cameras. And so there was just so much that was going through his head. And Disa was like a calming force. Not only did she say, hey, we are not gonna allow them to take this from you without a fight. She also said that she would stand with him in it. And I think that's something that Ralph Angel really, really needs. And I love that he was able to express his appreciation for her. It was like the most beautiful thing that I've seen all week. I loved it, okay? So I'm excited to see how they continue to develop their relationship. But not only that, how Disa can really help Ralph Angel make sure that his re-entry program, which is really doing a lot of good for uh, ex-cons in the community, um, how they can make sure that that program stays alive at the Borderland Farm, not only for 
the community, but also for Ralph Angel because he does receive a grant to do it. But that's basically the least of his worries. He really wants to make sure that he can continue the program so that he can continue to help people that were just like him. I mean, he was in that position before too. So I'm looking forward to seeing how this plays out over the next few episodes. Like I said, I know we're getting to the end, but I really want Ralph Angel to be able to keep that reentry program. So our girl Nova had a very serendipitous moment. She's in Philadelphia, of course, continuing on her book and media tour. And she's doing this show this week, uh, which is kind of like a know your roots kind of kind of show like (laughs) it's a genealogical research show in which she finds out that she has another living relative that she didn't know about she assumed that she was the last living female relative of her mother but turns out her mom has a first cousin that's living in the bayou outside of new orleans and she has somebody that she can connect with. So, wow, awesome. That's a really cool feeling. And I know Nova was really excited about it. And let me tell you guys, I have been very hard on Nova. I really have. But she's starting to soften my heart. I mean, I really do like her at the end of the day. I think what she did is still messed up. However, I do think there are redemptive qualities about her. So, after she's on this high, right? She's coming out of this interview and she sees, dun, 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 Calvin. How serendipitous is that? Like, it's just the most random thing. I really feel like Nova has been in a situation where she's seeing all of her exes and it's like, for some people that might be a nightmare scenario, but for her, it's kind of helped her. Actually, it's helped her a lot. She had the uh, interaction with Octavia in the last couple of episodes, and that really proved to her, hey, you know how to stand on your own. You know who you are, and nobody made you. You have your own intellect, and you are a legitimate scholar and a a well-appreciated writer. Like She really found that out through that Octavia interaction. But now Calvin, of course, I like to refer to him as Mary White police officer. He's no longer married. He is so white and he's no longer a police officer. So, I mean, I guess things are looking up. (laughs) Um, Calvin now has a security company, which is cool. He's an entrepreneur now and he was meeting with a client. He just happened to be also in Philadelphia at the same time and Nova was like, hey, you want to have lunch? I mean, I haven't seen you in a long time. And he agreed. So they go, they have lunch, and they have a discussion. We find out that Calvin has read the book. He's shocked to find out that Nova is doing this um, new fame thing all alone by herself, that her family has kind of disowned her. And, you know, old feelings start to spark. And I don't know if you've ever been on a date that starts as one thing and then continues into something else, like... They went to lunch and then they decided that they were going to play some billiards after that. And so it kind of stretched out and it was nice to see because I could tell that Nova was having a good time. And she even said it. She said it was the best day that she'd had in a very, very long time. Not date, but a day. Like she's really enjoying her time with Calvin. She smiles when she's with him and he smiles when he's with her. And so, I mean... I, I'm okay with it. I like, I like how she feels when she's with him. So 
they have a good conversation and then they kind of left it off awkwardly. Like they had one of those lingering hugs that kind of lasted just a little bit too long, right? You know what I'm talking about. Like you've hugged somebody and you linger there for just a little too long, but then nothing else happened after that. He watched her walk into the elevator and she got on the elevator and went away. Or so we thought, I thought it was awkward. Calvin thought it was awkward too. So he came up to her hotel room and was like, hey, I've been thinking, we're both different people now. What would it be like if our two different people tried to work it out again? And they had a nice conversation about the way things used to be. And I think that it's important to note that they did say like, hey, we addressed this relationship the wrong way before. Like we were very passionate and physical and we didn't use our minds and we didn't use our spirits to really connect with each other. And they both agreed that that was wrong. Okay, perfect. I'm glad you guys noted that because it was wrong, all right? But they did also agree to try to work it out together. And I think that that is a good thing. I really think that the two of them are an interesting pairing. And Nova did say that Calvin could possibly have been the love of her life. So what's another opportunity? I mean, she tried it with Octavia and clearly she wasn't the one. So why not try it with Calvin? Um, Nova, girl, I'm excited for you. I've spent the entire season being a hater um, of you and your moves because your moves were wrong. I'm not budging on that. But I still have love for her in the bottom of my heart. And honestly, I really do feel like her intentions were pure, but the way she went about it was still trash. Anyway, it'll be interesting to see how this relationship with Calvin pans out over the next few episodes before we close out the season. I wonder what you guys think. So we know that Charlie is knee deep in the middle of this city council campaign and she's been having trouble getting some of the other parishes on board to try to help her stop this highway project, which is really the reason why she's running in the first place. And so she had an interaction with the city council member from the next parish over and the lady basically told her, hey, like if you can't figure out why the highway was taken away from us in the first place, I'm not trying to work with you. So. What did our girl Charlie do? She went to work at it. Now, before that could even come into play, something happened with her aunt. Aunt Vi's, Vi's prized pie's diner was brutally vandalized. She left out and um, locked up, or so she thought somebody came in behind her and messed everything up. I mean, it was horrific. And so Charlie comes by the diner with Micah and she's like, Aunt Vi, what happened? Vi tells her, hey, you know, the police are not really doing what they're supposed to do. I don't know if this is gonna work out. Hollywood isn't there. Apparently he's been visiting with his mother. And so Charlie decides to just help Aunt Vi out. That's what she always does. Charlie is a helper to a T. And so, she contacts another local business owner, I guess a guy that owns a pharmacy nearby, and he had hidden cameras on his building that were pointed at the diner and were able to give us some type of, some clues. So she and Ralph Angel were able to look at footage from the cameras and they noticed that that creepy guy, the guy that's been creeping around a lot, the guy that Charlie originally saw at Jacob Boudreaux's, Hank, 
we saw that he's been taking photos of Vi's prized pie's diner. And then we also find out that the person who vandalized Vi's diner was Joaquin. Now, if you guys remember, Joaquin is the son of Ignacio, and Ignacio is a farmer or a farm worker that had worked on the Bordelon's land. A few episodes ago, he was snatched up in that ice raid in the back of Charlie's mill. And so there was some tension. Ralph Angel asked Charlie, hey, let's not call the police. Like, his mom's already been through a lot. Ignacio's already gone. Her other son's already gone with him. We don't want to make this even more rough. And so instead, Charlie called on her friend, Pastor Martinez, who we met a couple weeks ago as well, and they had a conversation. Charlie then found out that Joaquin had been paid by this guy, Hank, to do all this damage, not only to vandalize Vice Prize Pies, but also to throw that brick through her campaign office window. So now we know that this guy Hank is not the business. I mean, we knew already just from his actions that he wasn't really that good, but now we know for sure that he is T-Rash trash, right? Now Charlie's thinking that he works for the Boudreaux's, but Pastor Martinez says, no, 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 no. He works for this company called Old World Energy. She's like, what's Old World Energy? They're an oil and gas company. So then she starts putting the pieces together. Well, why would somebody from an oil and gas company want to have any interest in what's going on in St. Joe's? Well, clearly there's some questions that need to be answered. And so what did she do? She took it straight over to Jacob Boudreaux. Now, we all know that Jacob has a thing for Charlie. He does, it's not, it's not a secret and so she, invites him to her office. She's got this deep V-neck sweater on. She's really putting it on. She's got the wine and she gets him to explain the reason why old world energy has such a vested interest in St. Joe's. Clearly, when they were doing the survey work for the prison that wound up not happening, they found out that there were oil deposits in the land and so, Jacob's mom decided to strike up a deal with this company, Old World Energy, to secure the land so that they could drill and frack. Now, I don't know how much you guys know about <laughs> drilling for oil, but it's not a situation in which people could continue to farm and they could drill for oil. I mean, it would really turn the parish into a ghost town. And so now it was starting to make sense that the highway needed to be in St. Joe's so that all the equipment could be brought in and so that people could come in and work and drill and frack on the land. And Charlie just wasn't gonna stand for it. So she found exactly what she needed to know. She found out that the reason why the highway project got moved over is because there's oil on the land. And of course these people are actively trying to steal it. It's an age old story, right? So with this information, she was able to go back and she was able to unite the minority communities of both St. Joe's and St. Thomas. And they had this really nice moment where they were able to have a peaceful protest and explain to people and share with the media what was happening and why the highway project was actually being fast tracked. 
well, it was a nice moment. Like everybody came together, the uh, Latino community, the black community, the poor, the people who are farmers. And it was great for a moment. So Charlie's reviewing these photos that Micah took of the people, you know, in their protest gear and everything like that. When she gets a call from Mr. Prosper and all the phones in the house are ringing. And she's like, wow, nobody ever calls our house phone. Like nobody calls our landline. We have landlines, nobody calls them, right? Well, she answers the phone and she starts freaking out. She gets off the phone and Micah's like, mom, what's wrong? And she says, the mill is on fire. Now, I knew something bad was gonna happen. I, I mean, I'd seen in the previews that there was gonna be some situations, but this is the absolute, almost the most terrible thing that could happen short of somebody getting murdered. Because what they've done by setting the mill on fire, if the mill is in a place where it's in total disrepair, is not only mess with Charlie and her family, but really mess with the entire economic ecosystem of St. Joe's. If you recall, all the black, or not all, but most of the black farmers have been milling with Charlie. They And we're in the middle of harvest season. And so it's gonna be difficult for them to continue to maintain the harvest if they don't have Charlie's mill available to them. So this was very, very, very calculated and very, very cruel. And I'm looking forward to see how this is resolved because I saw in the previews for the next week that Charlie goes and she charges up Jacob's mom, but I don't know how much that's going to do for her in the end. Well, we're about to wrap it up, but there's a few things that I want us to note before we go into next week's episode. Now, Remember I said that Nova had been to this genealogical research show, right? Well, when she first came in, the producer asked her about a specific thing and she looked at the information and she was like, no, we're not including this. And the producer was like, well, I mean, this is you know something that we thought would be good. She was like, no, I told you, we're gonna talk about my matrilineal side. We're not gonna talk about this. So there's still a secret left to be revealed about her family that we really just don't know <laughs> what's going to be exposed. Again, still secrets, stuff that Nova just doesn't want to be um, out for public display. A second thing that we should also note is that Darla is still having trouble with the release of the book. And I mean, she went to work and she found the book on her chair open to the chapter that was about her. And her coworkers have been talking trash about her. Now she had a conversation with her new boo and he was like, yo, you, you know, you're gonna be okay, but I really think that you should call your sponsor. She neglected it. She was like, no, I don't, I'm not weak. I'm just upset. Now sis, I respect it. I really do, but I also think it might be best if you called your sponsor. Just because you don't think you're weak, you are upset, and that could spiral downwards. And I really want Darla to continue on the positive path that she's been on. And then finally, our girl Aunt Vi, I've been really concerned about her. Like I said, Hollywood was not there for all this vandalism situation, right? And she never not once called him, like never. She still, even after everything got resolved, never called him. And of course that's gonna be a point of contention for him because he wants to love her, but 
Aunt Vi did reveal to Charlie that her doctor thinks that she has post-traumatic stress disorder from her interaction with Jimmy Dale, which makes all the sense. She doesn't want Hollywood to touch her. She's got all these thoughts about Jimmy Dale that have resurfaced since he showed his raggedy face in the town. And so there's just so much drama. I just, and I can't imagine it just continuing to crescendo like there's so much going on but i'm excited to hear what you guys think tell me how did you feel about this week's episode what do you think is going to happen now that the mill is on fire and possibly is burned down i mean what do you guys think about ralph angel and disa they're like a black power couple in my opinion and then finally what's going to happen with vi and hollywood like how do you guys think that the lack of communication is going to affect their relationship once Hollywood does return from taking care of his mom. I mean, there's so many questions and I'd love to hear from you guys. So if you are watching this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. Do me a big favor though. I would love it if you would like this video and subscribe. And if you're listening to this on SoundCloud or iTunes, thank you so much. It would be great if you could like it, share it, rate it. Just tell some other people that you know who watch this show that I have this really cool podcast. Look, you guys are the best. Thank you so much for supporting me. Again, I'm Andrea Brown of IamAndreaBrown.com and I look forward to seeing you next week for episode eight.